Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. And the podcast that we do about that. Yes. We make a podcast. Sometimes we talk, we podcast about our podcast. Occasionally we do podcast about our podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pester all of you, our friends, to go and review us or rate us or whatever your particular podcatcher does, because feedback is good, and we like to hear what you guys have to say. Yes. Um, it's fun. It is, and not only that, but it gives other people an idea of what they're looking at when they search for any of our keywords. The reviews do. The reviews do, yeah. yes. Okay, that makes sense. Yes, if you actually make words about what we do in your podcatcher review space, then, you know, other people can find us and we can help more people. And Then, then I should do that too, huh, when I'm listening to podcasts. Yes. No, I know. I usually try to. I imagine you do. Yeah. We've been increasing our reach, though. We've been... Uh, Watching our numbers go up for the past year and a half, we started with like eight weekly listeners our first month. Yeah, it I was... bet we knew at least four or six of them personally. Oh, I don't think so, because we don't tell that many people. Oh, that's right. The first, at very first, we didn't tell anybody. At first, we did not tell a single person. We've only okay. told three or four people total anyway. So. so random searches found us. Yes. Cool. But now, you know, we're looking at, more significant numbers, and we want to make sure that anyone who wants to hear what we have to say, anyone who wants another experience, another voice like theirs can find us. So if you guys can hit us up with some ratings, some reviews, and iTunes and Stitcher are the biggest ones when I look at what is downloading our content, what platforms and what clients are playing our material. They're using those. They're using mostly iTunes and Stitcher. But feel free to hit us up in any other podcatcher that you prefer. Um, turns out that a handful of people, like third or fourth on the list, after, well, after all of the various i things, mm -hmm. the next one is Windows Media Player, which I don't think has an integrated podcatcher. So you have to find your own podcatcher and import them. So whatever that is. And Maddie Love pointed it out to us that we were missing in a couple of the Windows-based pod directories. So if you find one where we're not listed, shoot us an email and we'll be in contact with them. Did we talk about talking to Maddie? We did not talk about talking to Maddie, but we're... I don't know if this will be published before she publishes, but... Because we know what she said because we were talking to her. We were talking to her. Yes, we were. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, so we will. Um, but it's really neat to see on those stats, like, who's listening and where they're from. And, like, we had a hit last week from Kazakhstan. And I expect that we're going to get mostly numbers in the U.S. and Canada and Great Britain and a handful of... European countries where English is a common second language and a few hits in larger Asian countries, but Kazakhstan. 
That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. That makes me a happy person. You, sa- you said that they... Kazakhstan hit us twice. Twice, okay. Yeah. So they probably downloaded two uh, two different episodes. Nice. Yeah. Maryland, on the other hand, when we break it down in the U.S. by state, I wish I could get Canadian data between all the territories and provinces. Maryland's out of control. Maryland is freaking crazy. We love you, Baltimore, apparently. <laughs> Good morning, Baltimore. Sorry. Never mind. Um, We had like 280-something downloads in the past 30 days. 285. 285. I might not remember words, but I can get the numbers. That is crazy to me. So either we have a lot of friends in Maryland or... or somebody's podcatcher's on the blink and keeps pulling our feet on accident. <laughs> 280 times. Yep. Because. <laughs> Could happen. That's awesome. My, oh, well. My uh, various pod things have malfunctioned. Yeah, I had to sit down with your computer today and get iTunes to play nice again. Behave itself. It did not want to behave itself. Naughty technology. Yeah, I had to fix it because it was not doing what you wanted it to. And No, it was doing lots of things I didn't want it to, which was even worse. I hate that. Yeah. You know, it's it's just like a child. I would, given the choice between not doing what I tell you and doing the opposite of what I tell you, I'd rather have you do nothing. It can do that, too. It can do that, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, when I'm driving and I have a podcast playing and it's it's supposed to be on my station, which is on the go. And it doesn't go. Ah. Uh, yeah, that's how I feel about it. It shouldn't call it on the go if it's not going to actually go. If it's just going to stop. It's not on the stop. And yesterday, it was playing, and then it stopped, and I thought, okay, that was the end of that podcast. And it's decided it's not on the go, it's on the stop. And then, like, three minutes later, it started the next one. It was doing that weird thing with cellular data where it had to download the next episode of the... And that's another thing I had to fix for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. Now you just have to remember to actually sync your phone on a daily basis if you want to get all the podcasts off the computer. Right. And I do because I'd like to listen to them. That's what they're for. On the go. (laughs) Plug it in in the car and listen to, like, you know... Ten of those three-minute ones, and then a couple of longer ones, and whatever. You spend a there. lot of your day in the car, so I do. It's good to have something. So, besides Maryland, who else are we popular with, or who else has malfunctioning uh, devices <laughs> <laughs> downloading us repeatedly? You see us unable to believe that 280 people would actually want to hear what we have to say. The people who send us questions. Oh, yeah. There's people who send questions. There are people who send questions. I often forget that because I'm not looking at the questions. I do most of the screen stuff for this project, and I send stuff to him if he needs it. But You, you do most of the everything for this project. You do about half of the talking. Yes. There we go. Yes. <laughs> Which is as much effort as I put into everything else, I'm sure. Probably, actually. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But we used to get some questions about whether we would collaborate or not. And we had a Q&A episode, I want to say around 39 maybe number, was 
a handful of questions, and one of them was, will we participate in whatever other project or transgender cause or family cause, marriage equality cause? And a lot of these have participation by identification. Right, which is not our deal. No. In case you haven't noticed. We, we are very into the anonymity thing for the sake of our jobs. We would not get fired, but we would lose our ability to actually do our jobs professionally if we were associated with this project. So Yeah, and then there's um, the kids, you know, safety matters. Yeah, we don't want the kids being dragged into, you know, anything with... I'm going to post a link to an article. We posted it some while ago, but I'll put it up again by Jules Sherrod, and I hope I'm saying that name right. And by some while ago, you could mean two episodes ago, and by the other day, you could mean three months ago. So Yes, that's our thing lately, the other day. And by the other day, I mean last month or 2012. Last, last December or two years <laughs> ago. Right. Yeah. So, no, I'm pretty sure it was right about the same time that we posted episode 39, so that would be probably about a year ago. Okay. But it was a really good article about how this guy who is a transgender parent online and makes a lot of their living, it's my understanding, being a content developer for a number of parenting and geeky type of projects, got a lot of flack in real life for being a transgender parent. And not only that, but a queer transgender parent. So I don't know if we wouldn't be able to do our jobs effectively, but it would be difficult to get as much effectiveness done. If some kid goes home and says, you know, their mom Googles all their teachers, which I do. I Google the kids' teachers. Cool. Some kid goes home and Googles their kids' teachers and finds out that Miss Music Teacher is a host on some transgender podcast that might affect my ability to be a decent teacher. There could be some interference. Yes. There could be some other things to deal with rather than just dealing with your job. Yeah. So for a while we were saying no collaborations, no participation. If we're going to support a cause, like we supported the Kickstarter for the Switch, Mm -hmm. but we did that independently from this project. Remind, we, remind our friends what the switch is. Oh, that transgender comedy from Canada, I want to say Vancouver. It was on Kickstarter where trans people are being played by trans characters. And if you haven't heard of the switch, Google it. It's just amazing. But, you know, like when we supported things like that or if we support causes that we're really behind, we're usually going to do it on a personal level. We're not going to put our names and our Transpantastic podcast project together in the same event. But as we said earlier, Maddie Love, host of a Minnesota Trans Atheist podcast, emailed us and said, Hey, can you do this? And I talked to you and you talked to me and we said, You know what? It would be good to support this if she can manage the anonymity thing and, you know, isn't going to use video chat or isn't going to. So by this you mean. Collaboration. Yes, we are willing to collaborate with other projects, provided that anonymity can be 
maintained. maintained yes. Mm-hmm. And it was fun, too. It was. So. She's kind of amazing. So when she drops that, we'll put it up in the social media that, hey, apparently 280 people want to listen to us in Maryland, so go hey, listen to her, too. Let's see if 280 people listen to her in Maryland. <laughs> That's great. That'd be fun. Oh, we make it sound like Maryland is our only listener base. No, there's other interesting <laughs> places. I just think Maryland. The Maryland food. situation is funny right now. Yeah. So. The other one that interests me is that there's apparently a podcatcher through Yandex, which is the Russian search engine. Mm-hmm. And we apparently have two regular downloads Yay. in Russia, which, again, like I said, larger Asian countries, I expected one or two, but. To see it regularly kind of makes me happy. I so, like that. We get other people asking us questions that are not, hey, will you? It's We get a lot of questions that are, how do you, or what should I, or what do you mean by? Yes, we do. And one we got a couple times now, and the most recent one I emailed to you as well, was, uh, I've heard you talk about Doctor Who and Sherlock, and are you into... Supernatural or any of these other... What are our fandoms? Yeah, huge online fan bases. My Little Pony or... (laughs) He's giving me this look like I just grew horns. I thought I was going to have to hurl some rainbows or something. (laughs) No, number three child is into My Little Pony, but... She is, and she can have the little ponies in her room. As long as they stay in her room. Yes. I'm sorry, Uh, folks. I was, you know, I wasn't inundated with girly things as a child, but certainly they were there and I was expected to enjoy that or something. Mm -hmm. I found it horrid and frightening. Yes, understandably so. I I hated Barbie. Mm -hmm. I found her frightening. I don't know. There's some connection in my head between her and zombies. I don't know why. I love it. I bet they have a zombie Barbie. They might. I'm sure they do. No, that would be the Monster High. They have lots of. No, they have lots of Barbies. Somebody's made one. It's not an official Barbie. No, there's probably zombie Barbies on Etsy. I'm sure. Yes, there probably is. But we don't want any. I don't want to see them. So instead of talking about what we don't watch, yes, what do we get into in our limited time to devote to fandom? Definitely Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Star Trek, right now we're still on the original series. Yes, but we started, and this tells you just how much time we have to devote to our enjoyment of media and culture, that we started on the pilot episode of original series Star Trek like a year and a half ago, maybe? Yeah, that's about right. And we're just... With the intent to go straight through every episode as released, Next Gen, Voyager, Deep Space Nine. Well, actually, I think I put those backwards. Uh, Enterprise, then go back to the movies. And, you know, we figured, you know, there's maybe hundreds of hours there, but we have a whole lot less time than we thought we did. And we're in maybe, what, the middle of... Did we just start season three, or are we still on season two? I, I think we might still be on season two. Tells we, you just how much time we actually we get to do We have watched these. a couple other things in the meantime. Yes. Once in a while we say, hey, maybe we should check this out. 
and then you watch some things like when you're ironing or doing other tasks that you can see the screen and listen to it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, when I'm ironing, I like Firefly or Eureka. But we we decided to check out Orange is a New Black. Yes, we we went through that pretty fast. We did. We kind of made time for it, though, because we were ramping up into back to school, and we needed a little bit more us time because everything else is a little more crazy right now. We did watch it on a couple of different weekends. We watched like three or four episodes, like when we didn't have children. Yes. And then we did watch it sometimes when we did have children. To wind down after they went to bed. Yes, because they were particularly insane and... (laughs) They do that. People watching a show about people in prison was saner. Or at least it made me feel like, oh, look, something's worse. (laughs) Good. (laughs) I know, it's terrible, but it's true. Yeah, well, I think we've explained before that we have a lot of awful, horrible coping humor that happens in our family. I remember thinking that with the first episode and then a couple other ones in particular, thinking, wow, that was really bad. Mm Mm-hmm. But we like that show. It is a good show. And uh, that's uh, the show that Laverne Cox is on. Mm-hmm. And, she uh, is just all sorts of amazing. She's wonderful. I heart Laverne Cox. Yeah. So anyway, we have a lot of other things that look cool that we would love to get into, have time for. Sometimes know. we watch a movie. Sometimes we, we like science fiction. Yes, we like science fiction, we like action, but, you know, these are things that are not fandoms. No. These are not things that you steep yourself in but for that's the all sake of participating in the universe. That's all of it. That's it. That's all there is. Yes. The next question we have gotten more than a few times, which always strikes me as odd because we don't usually do advice-type things. You know, when somebody asks, what kind of binder should I get? Go ask your Google. Well, certain types of things, you're better off Googling than asking us. Let's put it that way. Yeah. We only know so much. Yeah. You could say which ones I had, but that doesn't tell them that that will work for them. Right. So. So things like that we don't usually answer, but back in May, I responded to a post on F2M Info on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. That was a female assigned soprano range voice major, I think, in college, and they were considering tea, and they didn't want to lose their scholarship or their voice type or something like that. And so, since then, I've gotten a number of responses about that, and, and they're that still was, going. That was an email, so you responded to it directly. Those have been all Tumblr asks, and I respond to them privately because I don't want to, you know, post something without someone's permission. And the one time I did get permission to copy and repost, I didn't copy the original response before I sent it. And they don't have an outbox on Tumblr. You send your message and you don't have access to it anymore. Unless you do, in which case, let me know. Transpantastic at gmail.com, please. Mm-hmm. How do I get to that? Um, But I get a lot of guys and non-binary people who are female assigned asking what's going to happen with their voice because I am a vocal coach, because I do have performers training, and I do have vocal 
educational training. Mm-hmm. I am not a speech therapist. I am a voice teacher. So I come at it from that angle, and I know a lot about the way that the voice works. So what have you told these guys in, in particular with their questions? When you start T, there are two main changes that are going to affect your voice. The first one is the change to your larynx as your vocal folds thicken. If you think about the way that the larynx envelops the trachea, the folds reach in across it. They don't have much room to get longer, but they do get thicker. That slows down the pressure wave. Physics says that a slower pressure wave is going to have a lower pitch. Mm -hmm. The second thing that happens is the change of all of your body's muscles, including the muscles of your neck and your face, Mm -hmm. which will also change the focus or the voice type. Both of these things can be worked with somewhat. Both of these things can be adapted through regular exercise. How much is your voice going to drop depends on your genetics mostly. If you look at your older relatives, you're probably going to get close to what your older male relatives will get if they're available, your dad or older brothers or uncles. I would think that this the thing that would be hard about doing this while you're in school is you're basically saying, I'm going through puberty and I'm in school. And and that, that could be a lot to do. I mean, it could be good because you could take the opportunity to do some of these things that you said you can work on. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. But during the changes, you're going to have some trouble mm-hmm. trying to maintain control over your voice. Yes, and if you're aware of it, just like an adolescent voice, if you're aware of how it works, when the vocal folds thicken, they thicken from the outside in. That's what makes cracking is when the air is being controlled and then it slips through the thinner parts. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, if you're more aware of that, then you can develop a little bit more muscle control so that even when you're experiencing a more substantial voice drop, growth spurt, I guess, then you're aware of it and able to control it better. You can also keep some of the falsetto or higher range through regular practice. The bigger change is probably the munchkin voice. Which is while things are thickening. Yes, because you get thicker voice and your muscles in your face are tighter, so you have smaller resonance cavities, and then you get more overtones in your sound. Although and, a lot of people with who you know are, are vocalists understand this, and so they would, I would think, mm-hmm. be able to use as much control as they know how to apply. Yes. And that would be helpful. And again, when you come up on Munchkin voice, the focus is much tighter. The word focus is, a, again, a pedagogical term for controlling the overtones in your sound. Through use of your sinuses, all of the resonance cavities in your face, behind your cheeks, under 
your soft palate being able to manipulate all of these muscles like most vocalists have been trained to do again being aware of it you may change your classical fach or voice type you definitely will change your initial range on the low end you will probably experience some decrease of the high end but if you work at it to maintain the flexibility in the thickening vocal folds to stretch them to get the shorter or faster pressure waves to, to phonate. And that is more specific information for vocal folks. Yeah. But it's also true for the rest of us. Yes, yes. Any of those things. I know often I would say to you, my voice seems to be doing this. And uh, you would then give me all the technical reasons it was doing that. I would. And uh, any ideas that might be helpful in coping with that at the time. Yes, and I think the biggest thing that can be helpful, especially with performers, I think college actually, if you're going to transition young, college is a great time to do it because you have teachers at your disposal and most vocal majors are expected to take four years of voice lessons for their degree. I was. Mm -hmm. As part of that, you probably want to find an instructor who is familiar with the adolescent male voice and who can help you through your individual challenges. That makes sense. What, what I've noticed, and I, I don't know what the statistics or such are on this, but what I have noticed, because I watch older guys' videos on YouTube, a lot of the older guys' voices seem to get deeper sooner rather than a longer-term munchkin voice or mm -hmm. feeling like they're absolutely stuck with munchkin voice. I'm not sure what's happening there, but... Yeah, like, I don't know if if you've ever heard Buck Angel speak. He still has much good voice. I haven't. Okay. But so it seems like yeah, a lot there of guys, are some, who, some guys who transition younger, they can get stuck with the munchkin voice. And I, I imagine just because of, like you said, some, you know, these, these people going to school take four years of voice lessons. If you worked on it, you could change it, mm -hmm. especially while it's developing. Right. And so, you know, finding a speech therapist or a vocal coach, generally the M to F folks yes, will seek out say, speech therapists. What about the ladies? That was going to be my yeah, question. Yeah, the ladies generally seek out speech therapists. I've done work for gendered voicing with uh, performance, men who were playing skirts roles and being able to feminize the voice without even having to use falsetto, being able to get the, the more typical trans voice. My, my experience with listening to that, besides the ladies that we do know that, that are in, uh, transitioning and you know working on their voices mm -hmm. in whatever way they might be doing that, is uh, listening to audiobooks. Yes. When there's a, a male reader and he's reading the female parts, and mm -hmm. how different the voice is. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know what you're doing, you can have a hard time, and that's why a lot of Transfeminine people will seek out not just a vocal coach, but an actual speech therapist, because then they'll also have the speech patterns and the adaptive language 
changes worked into their treatment as well, as opposed to purely an anatomical and presentation-oriented education. Well, we we might find that we covered that to our understanding, but other folks might think we were a little too vague or wide with our uh, target of information, and, and so they might have some questions. Hopefully they'll send them. Yes, send them, or like I said, finding a vocal coach in your area who can help with specifically adolescent voicings. Mm -hmm. So I think that brings us to our last question that we commonly get, and let me actually pull up the question because the way they worded it amused me. And this was an anonymous question because you said we answered this question in Episode 8. Episode 8 was all about this question, and... So Anonymous said, and usually if you ask us a question on Tumblr, we have the option for Anonymous open. Mm -hmm. But usually our questions are asked by individuals so that we can respond to them, which is why we haven't had another Q&A episode in a while because most of these questions we do respond to. And actually someone emailed us this question while we were in Chicago. So that was the last time. So Episode 8 has this, and then last time was yeah, in it, the winter. Yes. The question is. The question is, you keep calling your wife a princess man. What does that mean? Why is that funny to you? It, in English, we've sort of adopted the German practice of making our own words out of other words, which German does really well. English does it really comically. <laughs> yes, I guess that Germans wouldn't do it comically. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know either. We could ask. The only Germans I know are missionary kids. Oh. Well, I have a, a German friend. You do? Yes, I do. Oh, yes, you do. We could ask. But anyway, so what does Princess Man mean? Well, you are not uh, a binary person. I am not. And, and so you are, to me, a mixture of those binary ends to a spot somewhere going back and forth in that gray area. Yes. And, and the most prominent part of that is you have a very visible princess presentation. Yes. And a man presentation. And you mix them together. Mm-hmm. I, I, I rarely... I say thoroughly. I don't know. Yes. Very good. We did address this in episode 8, our first mm, 10 or 12-ish episodes. We were sort of making introductions, introducing people to ourselves and our lives. And so we did an episode on this, but I think the audio quality is crap, and iTunes only carries the last 20 episodes anyway, so oh, okay. we can revisit this well, topic. What do people do if they wanted to go all the way back to episode 8 then? then they would go to our website at transpantastic.net where they can download every episode there ever has been. Ah, even if even if you don't like the way the audio was. Yeah, I'm working on getting it fixed. I've, I've remastered all those old episodes. Mm -hmm. And so it's a matter of not overloading our monthly upload quota. I started with like episode 40 and I'm working my way back and I think I'm around episode 20 now. Okay. 
and I get about 10 a month in yes. our additional upload capacity with our hosting server. Okay. But what Princess Man means is, it actually, our son came up with the, the term. He was sitting at the kitchen bar, and we were working in the kitchen, and this was way before you even had thought about transitioning again, because we were living at the old house. I'm glad you remember this. And he was saying, you know, that this character, this action figure he was playing with was an army man, and this one's a football man, and and dad's a worker man, and his number one brother is a silly man, and mom's a princess man. Mm-hmm. And I looked at you, and you looked at me, and I said, I think he's right. Yeah, he's, he was right. He was totally right. I because... don't remember it, but, that, but that's, uh, I remember him having his little, this is a, this kind of man. He was really into that. So, you know, I am assigned female, but I am masculine identified, and I present femme. I have no intention to transition. Doesn't mean that I won't change my mind someday, but it's not on my radar right now. I identify as non-binary. Right. My SAGE test came out F to M, in doubt of your ability to transition. Mm-hmm. And I showed that to you, and you said, huh. And I said, I don't doubt it. I just don't need it. Right. Right. You don't need it. I and don't. The femme part is most men don't need to put on their face before they go out. I don't feel the need to put on my face for the sake of making myself look nice. I do it because it's a practical thing. I'm not quite at the point where Matt Cayley was prior to transition where you read the Teeny Weenies book that he would like wake up before his partners just so he could put his face on before they woke up. Right. It's it's not that level of this is how I want to present myself, but it is a sense of I understand that if I go out in the world without some level of care taken to my appearance to make it fit what our culture expects of someone with my body type, Curvy, tall, muscular, but definitely feminine. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you imagine, you know, the old Wagnerian soprano, the hat with the horns, the pretend opera Viking. Uh-huh. I look like that. She doesn't have one of those hats, so... I do not have the hat. I, I should get a hat. <laughs> Even though they didn't actually wear hats they with horns. They did not wear those hats. No, that was a, a theatrical, thing. cartoonish Bugs, thing. Bugs Bunny. Yeah, no. Yeah. So yeah, I am a princess man. That is my non-binary identity. It's our sort of shorthand term for all those things in the package of me. My package. <laughs> yep. Yep. So those are our recent questions, our frequently asked for the last few months. And I think that about wraps us up for today. Sounds right. So is that it? Yep. Good. Okay. Let's go get dinner. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher. 
and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! I always identified with the horse that Bugs Bunny rode on in the Wagnerian episode. Remind me. When he's going, kill the wabbit, kill the wabbit. And usually the female leads are big and curvaceous, but in this case the female lead was Bugs Bunny, so they couldn't give Bugs any curves. They gave them all to the horse and made the horse really big and thick and voluptuous and flowy and billowy. And Okay. I like the horse. I identify with the horse. You definitely have a clear picture of that. I do. Yeah. I love it. But it's music, and it's Wagner, and it's opera, and I sang opera for a number of years, so right. I know that stuff well. Right. <laughs> <laughs>